This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Regardless of whether retirement is two or 20 years away, Aware Super can help you get a plan in place to live your best retirement. Visit aware.com.au to find out more. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 2nd of November. In your Squiz today, putting bombers up north, interest rates rise again, Ukrainians queue for essentials, and a muddy Melbourne Cup. This is your Squiz today. Claire, Chinese officials say a plan for the United States to base six huge aircraft bombers in the Northern Territory could increase tensions in the region. That came after a report on ABC TV's Four Corners on Monday night, and it's at odds with Australian officials' view of it. They say it won't inflame things at all. Yeah, so there's a few things to go through there. Uh, On Monday night, the television report said that there's a plan to build dedicated facilities uh, at the Australian Air Force's Tyndall base, which is south of Darwin, and that would accommodate these giant B-52 bombers. Uh, Now, the thing to know about them is that they're capable of delivering nuclear and conventional weapons, uh, and they have a combat range of over 14,000 kilometres, which puts them well in striking range of China if they were based uh, in Darwin. Yesterday, Chinese officials said that having those aircraft based in the Northern Territory uh, could trigger a regional arms race. But Australian and American officials have said that there's no cause for concern uh, that Australia hosts US defence assets here all the time. That airbase is getting a $1.6 billion upgrade to house those planes, and it's raised questions about what else might be on the cards between Australia and America's defence partnership because it's a lot to invest on some ageing aircraft. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, One expert said that they're 70-year-old planes uh, that are being phased out by the United States over the next decade. And with the upgrade to the base not scheduled to be finished until 2026, it's left some questions about that massive investment at the airbase. Others, though, including Dr Malcolm Davis from the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, says that it's a sensible move that could stop China from using force uh, to resolve territorial disputes. Yeah, Australia's Department of Defence has so far declined to comment on all of it, so we'll be waiting a while yet to find out when the B-52s will begin their deployment. The hot tip yesterday was that the Reserve Bank would confirm another hike to interest rates, and that's exactly what they did with another quarter percent rise. That was actually lower than some experts were predicting, Claire. Yeah, still, though, there will be plenty of people with mortgages groaning at that development. Uh, It brings Australia's official rate to 2.85%. For those with a $500,000 home loan, uh, it's an extra $80 a month to pay, uh, and that's about $800 a month extra uh, that we're paying since April this year when those interest rates started going 
going up. Reserve Bank boss Philip Lowe says borrowers should brace for future rises as well as the RBA continues to fight inflation. And just on that, he also says inflation will now hit 8% this year. That's higher than it previously forecast and way off their ideal range of 2 to 3%. Claire, residents in several Ukrainian cities have had to queue for water after Russia made a series of airstrikes across the country this week. In the capital, Kiev, 40% of homes are without water and many have no power. And look, there's a bit going on with Russia's approach to the war at the moment. Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin said that those strikes were in response to a drone attack on Russian ships off the coast of Crimea. Putin's also suspended a United Nations deal that's allowed Ukraine to export over uh, 9 million tonnes of grain. Uh, What Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said is that Russia's blackmailing the world with hunger. Uh, And in another development, uh, Russia is ending the partial mobilisation of troops that Putin announced in September. Yeah, they wanted to bolster those troop numbers in Ukraine, but the forced sign-ups hasn't gone smoothly for Russia, with thousands fleeing the country to escape military duties. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP. Claire, we spoke yesterday about the forecast in Melbourne, and it seems like the winner of Melbourne Cup Day was, in fact, anyone selling rainproof ponchos <laughs> at the soggy Flemington racecourse. <laughs> oh, what a day it looked like. I felt cold and pretty shivery just watching the TV <laughs> coverage. Uh, And look, beside the purveyors of gumboots and umbrellas, um, the other big winner on the day was Gold Trip. Uh, He's an Aussie-trained horse that had won just one race uh, before taking out yesterday's Melbourne Cup. Uh, The jockey was Mark Zara, and he called it Redemption Day. Uh, That's because last year he was set to ride very elegant in the Cup, but was suspended for attending a party during Victoria's COVID lockdown. Uh, Very Elegant went on to win the cup. So Zara was feeling pretty happy with himself yesterday. And the race favourite British horse Deville Legend ended up finishing fourth. And Claire, it's not a Melbourne Cup without the fashions. So I'll pop a link to a big gallery of photos in the episode notes. It's a good one to get a cuppa and settle in with. Yeah, best way to spend the morning. Even if you're not a fan, it's hard to deny that music superstar Taylor Swift has many feathers in her cap, but she's picked up a new one after the release of her latest album a couple of weeks ago, Claire. Yeah, she's become the first artist in the history of America's Billboard Hot 100 uh, to occupy each of the top 10 places. Uh, That's a bit of a accomplishment because that Billboard Hot 100 is 64 years old. She's leading with her new single, Antihero, uh, which at the moment is playing in a bit of a continuous loop in my head. Uh, And then when you look at positions 2 to 10, it's pretty much following that new album, 
Midnight's track listing so people are listening through. Yeah, Antihero is popping into my head at random times of the day. Mm. Cannot stop singing that over. (laughs) Taylor's also beat Drake and the Beatles for the most titles at the top of the Hot 100 in a single week. So it's pretty good company that she's in. Yeah, she's done very well. Squeeze the day, Claire. I'm a little ashamed to say I've never seen The Godfather, but I do know it's a classic. It's the film's 50th anniversary today. Yes, it is a bit of a classic. Look, Al Pacino, Marlon Brando, James Kahn, they're all the stars. It's, it's a, such a terrific film, so you absolutely have to watch it. Yeah, and I Googled it a little earlier and realised that Diane Keaton's in it. She's one of my mm. favourites, so I'm going to have to watch yeah. it for her alone. Oh, yeah, she's excellent in it too. So you'll enjoy it, I reckon. And that's it from us for today. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow. G'day, I'm Kate Watson, co-host of News Club. News Club this week was an interview with Lauren Sams. She's the fashion editor at the Australian Financial Review. She's all over the business of fashion and retail, so I pulled her in to talk to us about fast fashion and ultra-fast fashion. In particular, businesses like Timu and Shein, who in Australia alone are on track to record more than $2 billion in sales. Here's a clip from that conversation. What is happening is that it's recalibrating fashion as a single-use item. Mm. So when you think about something that's 6 or $7, you know, my, I bought coffee this morning and that was $5.50 and that that's a single-use item to me. You know, I, I have my coffee. Like actually is, like you cannot use that twice. No. <laughs> and so when you're talking about a dress yeah. that's sort of an equivalent price – People equate it with something that doesn't need to be valued. Um, You don't need to wear it again. To listen to the full interview, just search for News Club in your podcast app and hit follow.